Hello, this is Frank. And this is Bobby. And you're listening to the audio portion of our TV program, An Overcoming Life. This is a program of anointed teaching and overcoming testimonies. If you want to be blessed, then keep listening to this program once a week. Please let us know if you were inspired by the program. Our address is P.O. Box 53, Tallahassee, 32302. And our email is intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. Hi, welcome to today's program, An Overcoming Life. And you can have an overcoming life. Yes, you can through Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Bobby. And Melinda. And we just want to thank you for watching and let you know that God's got a blessing, a big one in store for you. So don't go away. Just watch and listen. Melinda, Thank you so much for having me on the program. It's such a blessing and an honor to share God's Word. Uh, God's Word is the answer for anything you're ever going to be faced with in your life. I can tell you that right now. And He is faithful. He has taken care of me since the day I was born. And He's never left me or forsaken me and brought me through many, many different trials and tribulations. So we're going to be talking today. The title of my message is called Stepping Across the Faith Line. You know, a faith line is what you need when you want God to do the impossible in your life and to help you be firm in your faith. You know, uh, it isn't going to happen by just uh, prayer alone uh, because faith without the works is dead. You know, you, you have to pray, but you must be a doer of it. Um, and so I'm going to be sharing some scriptures and also some personal testimonies with you today of how I, my husband and I would step across, as we call this faith line, into the impossible uh, and see God come through. Uh, I want to start by reading uh, James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. And it says here, If you want to know what God wants you to do, ask Him. And He will gladly tell you, for He is always ready to give a bountiful supply of wisdom to all who ask Him, and He will not resent it. But when you ask Him, be sure that you really expect Him to tell you. A doubtful, for a doubtful mind will be unsettled as a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Another translation says a double-minded man. You know, being double-minded, you can't be double-minded, expect to receive from the Lord. And every decision you then make will be uncertain as you turn first this way and then that way. If you don't ask with... Uh, Let's see. If you don't ask with faith, don't expect the Lord to give you any solid answer. Uh, you're not going to receive from God when you're double-minded. You've got to believe that He's going to answer your prayer, you know, and uh, and He will. He's faithful and just. You might not get the answer the minute you pray. Believe me, I ask God questions and I ask Him, what should I do about this or that? And sometimes it might be days before I get an answer or it might be longer than that. But He is going to answer you, I guarantee you, He will answer you if you ask, believing for that answer. Amen? And then in uh, Romans chapter 4, verses 19 and 20, it says, this is, uh, I'm going to go back up to 18. So when God told Abraham that He would give him a son who would have many descendants and become a great nation, Abraham believed God, even though such a promise just couldn't come to pass. Do you have circumstances in your life today that just look like there's just no way? 
because of uh, maybe your status in life. Uh, maybe, you know, uh, it just there's just no way in the natural it could happen. And uh, but, well, this is what Abraham was faced with. There was no way in the natural that this promise could come to pass because he was way past the age. It says, and because his faith was strong, he didn't worry about the fact that he was too old to be a father. Listen to that. Because his faith was strong, he did not worry about the fact that, hey, I'm old because he trusted God. Listen, you're not going to trust God in this enormous, have this enormous trust in Him overnight. It's, it's from walking with the Lord day in and day out and, and yes. growing. And as you grow in your faith, your trust also becomes strong in the Lord. Okay, so that's kind of how it works. So he didn't consider the fact that he was too old to be a father at the age of 100. Wow. <laughs> and that Sarah, his wife at 90, was also much too old to have a baby. He had two things against, going against him here, right? Two. Not just him, but his wife. I'm sure she was, uh, you know, past the time of <laughs> seed bearing, you know, in menopause, as they call it. Uh, past, she was in menopause for sure, okay? So it definitely would take a miracle. But it said, but Abraham never doubted. He believed God for his faith and trust grew ever stronger. Listen to this. And he praised God for this blessing even before it happened. And this is what I feel like the Lord showed me. He said, because he began to praise God for the blessing before it happened, that's what turned around and made his faith and trust grow stronger. Because he kept thanking God before he saw the answer. That is such a key. That I'm telling you, that is a strong key in the word of God. You've got to thank God. You know, have you ever done something for somebody, not because you're looking for a thank you, but if somebody does something nice for you and they send you a gift for some reason, even if it's like a graduation gift or whatever it is, you need to take time to thank that person or write them a card, call them or whatever. But they mean you need to thank people for what they do for you. Amen. We need to thank God every day for everything he does. That we're still breathing. Amen. You know, that we have a house to live in, a car to drive, you know, food in our refrigerator. Those are things we don't need to be taken for granted. So because of Abraham's faith, God forgave his sins and declared him not guilty. So Abraham, you know, he made an irreversible decision that he was going to go with the word of God. He made a final commitment and he stepped out past the point of no return. And this is what it takes if you want to see God do the impossible in your life. You got to step out there where it seems like God, you know, like you're walking on the water. And if you don't keep me on up on this water, I'm doomed. I'm going to sink. Amen. I've been there in those situations. But you have to learn to push through, uh, push through the circumstances, push through the tough times till you get that breakthrough. Do not let up and don't stop until you see your answer come. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is Jeremiah 23, 29. Is not my word like a fire that consumes all that cannot endure the test, like a hammer that breaks in pieces the rock of most stubborn resistance. You know, I did a show. I did a program here where we had that hammer and that hammer was beating that rock. Well, the word of God is coming against that situation, coming against. The Lord says, speak to the mountain and tell it to be removed and cast to the sea. Are you doing that? Are you speaking to that mountain and say, go, be cast into the sea, be no more. And it says, God says, if you don't doubt and you believe in your heart that the things that you're saying out your mouth is going to come to pass, you will have whatsoever you say. That's God's word. But are you doing it? 
Are you doing it? Are you speak to the mouth? You got to keep speaking to it until it's gone. You got to keep hammering it until it's gone. Amen. So the word of God will break through the walls of resistance. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two edged sword. It says we must toughen up and keep pushing till we see the breakthrough. And now I want to flip over to first Corinthians uh, chapter nine. And I want to read verses 24 through 27. It says, In a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run your race to win. To win the contest, you must deny yourself many things that would keep you from doing your best. We got to get rid of some stuff. Amen. Put it aside. An athlete goes to all this trouble just to win a blue ribbon or a silver, silver cup. But we do it for a heavenly reward that never disappears. Hallelujah. It'll never go away. So I run straight to the goal with the purpose in every step. I fight to win. I'm going to say it again. Let's fight to win. Amen. I'm not just shadow boxing or playing around. Like an athlete, I punish my body, treating it roughly, training it to do what it should do. Not with... Not what it wants to do. We can't let our body control us. We're supposed, our spirit's supposed to be controlling our mind and our bodies. Amen. Amen. And we need to, we need to be uh, not letting our body go crazy. <laughs> and so it says, uh, I punish my body, treating it roughly, training it to do what it should, not with what it wants to. Otherwise, I fear that after enlisting others for the race, I myself might be declared unfit and ordered to stand aside. And I can tell you right now, I do not want to be ordered unfit and used to step aside. Do you? No. Uh-uh. We do not want to hear that from the Lord. Step aside. You're unfit. We want to hear, hear from His lips, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen? Well done. And it says it is impossible. Listen, it is impossible to please the Lord God Almighty without faith. It says it's impossible. He loves faith and he wants you. If you if you have faith and you believe in God, then you're going to show God. You must show God that you believe him. How do I do that, Miss Melinda? By your action, by believing the word and acting on the word of God. Amen. So, you know, you got to step out to find out sometimes what God's in. God, are you in this or not? I need to know. And, you know, I promise you, if you go and pray and get before him and say, Lord, show me what I need to be doing. Uh, is this the way or is it not the way? God will show you what to do. He will lead and guide you, it says, in the way you need to go. Uh, you can't walk in faith. Listen to this. You can't walk in faith with your foot nailed to the floor. It is not going to happen. Good. God will move when you move. If you don't move, God's not going to move. Now, I have seen this happen over and over. And you cannot use the excuses, I don't have the money. That doesn't work with God. God's got all the, he owns all the cattle on a thousand hills. And he has many ways he can supply your need and get money to you. Amen. So you can't use that as an excuse. So, you know, uh, I want to give one example uh, you know, is when I stepped out to go into the, uh, I was praying and seeking God and saying, Lord, what is it that you want me to do in this period of time in my life? And uh, I was seeking him about it. 
And he spoke to me and he said, I want you to go to Arvada. And when I heard that, my head just wanted, I mean, my, I was just wanted to go like this. I had seen a sign that said Arvada. I wasn't quite sure what it was. And I thought, Arvada. And then I said, and then finally I said, isn't that a real estate company? And uh, I thought, yeah, that, I think that's a real estate company. And I said, Lord, this is not what I thought you were going to tell me to do. I mean, I'm thinking ministry, something in ministry, because that's where my heart is and still is. That's where it was and it is today. And he says, this is the ministry. So I thought, oh, God, I, I just I, I don't even know what to do with this. I mean, have you ever prayed and asked God something and he speaks to you? And it's like it's just nothing like what you would imagine that he was going to tell you. Now, you know, I had my real estate license. I had it, but I had never really done anything with it. It was inactive. But anyway, so I said, well, Lord, I'm going to step out to find out. Now, listen, if I had not made that move, nothing would have happened. And I'm going to tell you, you'll hear the story of why I know God led me there. But anyway, I stepped out to find out. And I heard our pastor say this, Pastor Mike Floyd. He said, you need to make it easy on yourself and hard on God. Here's just what I said. I said, okay, Lord, if you're in this and I'm to do this, number one, you're going to confirm it to me. And number two, whatever I need to start out in this, because I don't have, the, you know, the money or whatever it's going to take. I said, you'll have to send that in or otherwise I'm done. I'm not even going to go there. And so I went, I made an appointment and I met with them and oh yeah, they wanted me there. Every real estate company wants you there because you make money for them, right? But anyway, they said, oh yes. And so I asked them how much money it was going to take to get in this business and they gave me a figure. Well, I didn't have that money. So I left there and I just said, okay. So I get home and I tell my husband, okay, yeah, they want me to come there. And I said, and yes, they have a good trainer. And I'd always said to the Lord, if I'm to ever go into real estate, it's got to be somewhere where there's an excellent trainer. So I told him what they said and I told him the amount. And I said, so, you know, uh, if he brings it in, fine. And if he don't, I'm done with this idea. I just, you know, I ate pizza the night before. I didn't hear from him, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so the next day I come up with this idea, uh, you know, uh, Ronnie had this boat. It needed to be washed and clean. It was full of leaves. It was messed up inside just filthy and I said I'm going to go out there and clean that boat out and I said well when I get it cleaned out why don't you pull it to the front and let's put a for sale sign on it and sell it because it had belonged to his dad and he inherited the little boat so I got it clean he pulled it around the front same day a knock comes on the door <laughs> he answers the door and the man says I'm, I'm here to see about this boat so Ronnie went out shut the door I you know just stayed inside the next thing I know he comes back in he said, well, I just sold the boat. The man paid cash. I said, really? He said, yeah, and his mother happened to be there with us that, that day visiting. So he comes over there and he lays the money. He goes like this to me and pushes the money to me. He says, here. He said, here's here's money toward what you need to go into real estate. And I said, well, I'm not taking that money. I said, "That's that was your dad's boat. That's part of your inheritance. I, I, I'm not going to do that. And his mother said, why not? You're the one who went and cleaned the boat out. <laughs> you're the one washed it and got it all cleaned up if he wants to give it to you you need to take it Amen. I said okay <laughs> so I had some money but not all the money now not all the money so I said okay Lord well 
here's some money. So that's pretty strong confirmation that uh, he could possibly be leading me to do this, right? <laughs> so anyway, so then uh, uh, another thing happened and it involved a ring and I had bought it at Christmas and it was a pearl ring. Well, because that's my birthstone. Well, the pearl had fallen out and I'd already went back once and said, hey, this pearl fell out I, and you need to replace it. And they did. So now I'm wearing the second birthstone ring with the pearl in it. I look down the pearl's gone again out of the second ring and I said to Ronnie this is it I'm taking this ring back I said I'm not going to keep wearing this ring wondering if the same thing going to keep happening to it so I took it back and I'd, of course we'd already paid for it and so I had my receipt and so they gave me the money back and guess what that money along with the boat money added up to the amount that I needed so Miss Melinda went packing to Arvada and I get there and you know, the one thing that I do know is that sometimes God will send you somewhere if it's just to help one person or minister to one yes. person. And what I ended up doing is ministering to a lady there that got diagnosed with cancer, and she was the trainer. And we became very close. And I want you to know, the Lord told me, you're going to walk with her through this. You're going to walk with her through this. And I did. And I prayed, and I believed and I went to her house with another friend of ours and we would take things out to her and we would do her nails and make her feel like a human being when she was suffering with wow. cancer. And uh, we ministered to her. And finally, she just told me one day, and this was her choice. She said, I don't want you to pray anymore for me to be healed. I'm ready to go. She was weary and she was tired. And you know what I said to her? I said, I'm your friend and I'm going to stand with you whatever decision you make. She said, the only thing I'm asking is that the Lord will come and take me in the night while I'm sleeping. I want him to come and take me in the night. I said, I can agree with you. And that's exactly what God did. He come and took her home to be with him during the night. But that was one of the main reasons I know that God sent me in that business because I was only there one year not quite one year and that business got sold out and I was forced to go somewhere else where I didn't want to be and from there it wasn't a place that was uh, a place where there was honesty and integrity and I said I can't be part of this and I go home and I tell my husband and he said I, I think it's time for us to step out to our own business and that's what we did wow. that's what we did we stepped out to our own business but what if I hadn't obeyed what if I hadn't obeyed yeah. and I want to tell you after I stepped out of my own business as a broker, because I had my broker's license, I made more money in one year than I had ever made in my entire life. But what if I hadn't? What if I hadn't obeyed God and stepped out? I could have yes. said, "Well, I don't have the money. I'm, I don't want to do it." You know, there's another time when my husband, you know, he wanted to go and uh, he he was trying to figure out what he was supposed to do because he had always been uh, uh, in a tugboat and tugboat business and stuff like that. And uh, so our pastor had talked to him, and that's when satellites were really coming to be popular. And so he said, "You know, why don't you go into the satellite business?" He made a suggestion, and so you know, Ronnie didn't have any money to start a satellite business. He didn't have a dime. But uh, he talked to a company that had satellites. And uh, and he just said, I I'm, I'm, want to start this business and blah, blah, blah. And they didn't live here. But anyway, he went to wherever they were. And he came back with a trailer with about four or five satellite dishes on it. And they didn't charge him a dime. They just they just fronted those dishes to him to sell. And as he sold, he was able to pay them and, and then keep some for a profit or whatever. But that's how he started out. But what if Ronnie had said, well, I just don't have the money. I can't do it. And he did, and, and not even made calls. He got on the phone and made a call. you got to go as far as you can with what God is speaking to you to do or what you believe that he's told you to do. 
And as a result, he ended up in the satellite business. Then he didn't have an office front. So he started looking for an office front. Did he have the money for an office front? No. But he went and started looking down this row of offices and happened to see a man in there. And he walked in and started talking to him. He was an attorney. What do you do? I'm in the satellite business. Well, what, I'm looking for a place to rent. They end up working a deal. And the man cut him like a, I don't know, first month rent free or cut it back down. Anyway, he was able to get an office front. What if he just sat home and just kept praying and saying, Oh God, I need an office front. Oh God, I need an office front. His foot would have been nailed to the floor and he wouldn't have the office front. You got to get out. You got to move. You got to look. You got to uh, explore. You got to do research. Whatever it is you need to do to move forward in faith, start doing it. Start doing it. Now, I want to share with you another side that I, people don't rarely, I don't hear them say, but I'm going to share it. We felt or my husband felt that we were supposed to go. He'd heard of this wonderful opportunity to be in this boat club business. And basically what it was is that you got so many boats and people could come and rent, you know, take those boats out. They become, in other words, they take a membership, take those boats out. All you have to do is get in your boat, have a fun time, bring it in, drop it off. We gas it back up. We clean the boat. We do everything. It sounded wonderful. We went down. We did research. Ronnie searched. He did his research. He searched and found out that all these boat clubs were doing fairly well. Now, there was none in northwest Florida, though. Okay. But anyway, he did all this research and we stepped out and we got into the boat business. Okay. We got into this business. We had, it looked like confirmation after confirmation. Even an office, a place for an office opened up. In, it was This was all in Panama City, Florida. So we stepped out. And we got into the boat club business. And right after we opened up, all hell came against us. Mm. We ended up hiring an employee to help market that ended up trying to steal from us and rip us off and take all our customers. That year, it rained. That first, It was the summertime. It started raining and raining and pouring rain every day so people can't go out fishing when it's raining. And this went on and on. And we were going like this, spiraling down into a hole financially, spiraling down into a hole. We were doing everything. We got, I mean, I'm talking, went with the Chamber of Commerce to try to advertise our business. We did everything we needed to do and it kept spiraling down. And finally, my husband said, I'm not going down any further. I'm not. If I don't see a turnaround, if I do not see a turnaround by the end of this certain month, I'm done. We're closing up. I'm going to lick my wounds and I'm getting out of this. And that's what we did. Well, you know what? It was like a devastation because we had stepped out in faith and we believed that we heard from God with all our heart. We believed and we believed that he gave us confirmation. And yet here we are in a deep hole financially and a business that has failed. Now, I'm telling you this because I know there are people out there and this same thing has happened to you. You stepped out and it didn't turn out good. So what did you do, Miss Melinda? I'll tell you what I did. I tried my best to figure out, God, God, where do we miss you? You can drive yourself up the wall trying to figure out where you miss God. Because as far as I'm concerned, I couldn't see where I'd missed him. But here's what I did. I got down on my knees and I said, God, if we missed you, please forgive us that we didn't hear you correctly or we missed you somehow. Forgive us. And now, God, I need your help. We need your help to get out of this hole. We need your help. Help us, Lord, to come up out of this. And that's exactly what God did.
And I was I didn't get mad at God. I didn't blame God. I didn't say, God, why did you allow this to happen? We we thought we were following you. We thought that blah, this was going to be successful. And it wasn't. No. I said, for God, forgive us. Maybe we didn't miss it. Maybe it was something else. Maybe it was just nothing but the devil. I don't know. But, you know, we had to draw a line somewhere and we got out. And we did not hold a grudge against God and say, oh, well. And let me tell you something. We sold every one of those boats. We sold them. And that helped us get out of the debt. And then we were still in debt. And it wasn't until probably maybe a year or two ago we finally paid the last debt. But we paid it. We paid it. And God helped us do it. Amen. So, you know, you got to step out to find out. But those, for those of you out, out there that that's, this has happened to, don't blame God. Just, just ask for forgiveness and ask Him to help you get out of it. And He will. Amen. He will. Yes. All we can do is do the best we can and, and follow the Lord. Amen. But, but, but God is there for us. Now, I want to just go over several little pearls of wisdom that I call it. Listen to this. All progress in the Christian life is by faith. Faith requires action. Number two, guidance comes when we move in faith, not when we sit in doubt. God has a goal for each adventure we undertake for Him, and where He leads and where He guides, He'll provide. He will provide. Most Christians don't want to walk by faith. They want to walk by certainty. They want to be absolutely certain. And you know what? When you do that, it doesn't require faith, does it? Okay. You might say, but I don't know what God wants me to do. Well, if we could be sure, it wouldn't take any faith, would it? <laughs> Another one. God will help point the way and direct our path when we ask Him to. We will begin to receive impressions from God. Then in faith, act on those impressions trusting they're from God. And you know, I always pray, God, if this is not you, shut the door. And I prayed that concerning that boat club too. But there was never a door shut. That's why it was so difficult for me. But you know, that's the past. That's under the bridge now. Okay. Closed doors are a vital part of guidance. We must continue to move in faith even in the face of closed doors. Because these are signposts pointing to some open door somewhere along the way. God will open the right door. Amen? God guides us one step at a time. He's not going to give you the whole plan all at once. It's one step at a time. If opposition arises, this does not mean we've missed God and His will. Just because we're being opposed, that doesn't mean it's not God's will. Sometimes moving in faith requires leaving all security behind. And that's not an easy feeling. <laughs> Believe me. When I quit my job after the Lord, we prayed and I felt He told me to quit my job after 17 years in this one company. It was leaving all of the security behind me. But God came through and He always does. Amen? So one more thing. Don't wait for fear to disappear. When God tells you to do something, just trust God and do it afraid if you have to. But trust, keep trusting God. We need to be bold and strong. We need to banish fear and doubt because fear is the number one thing that holds us back and we don't need to be yes. walking in fear with God. Amen? Yes. If you're not born again today, ask Jesus to come into your heart. Believe that God sent His only Son to die for you. And it says if you believe that and ask Him to forgive you of your sins, you'll be born again. And that's the most important th decision you'll ever make in life. 
and God will be with you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's there for us. No matter what we're faced, He'll never leave us. He'll see us through it. That's right. Amen. Well, it's been a joy being with you today. Watch next week and you'll be blessed also. This is Bobby. And friend. And Melinda. Saying God loves you, my friend, and so do we. This program was produced by the Overcomers Ministry, a nonprofit corporation. We have a team of loving, caring prayer warriors that will intercede over your request, pray, and email you back. Contact us at intercedingprayer.com at yahoo.com This is Frank and this is Bobby Thank Thank you you for for listening. listening